When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome to Knife Talk. This is the podcast for knife makers, knife enthusiasts, and anybody else who's looking forward to knifey type talk. And this episode is my favorite, or maybe it's all of our favorite episode. It's the All Beef Review. I'm Jeff Fader from Fader Knives, and we're here with Craig Lockwood of Chop Knives. Bonjour. On Maraco Momasi Momasi Fire Arts, and we're going to read listener beefs from stem to stern, the things that you don't like. <laughs> this has become like an annual tradition now. I think this is possibly the third Yes, third this is the review. third annual All Beef Review, and I'm thrilled. It's my favorite wow. episode. <laughs> I I would this... have loved to do it like every six months or every even four months, but like I, it's it's almost better to kind of hold off. It feels like we're clearing the decks of everybody's uh, frustrations and just sadness about the world. Let's clear it all off, go into the new year um, with positivity, because this does get a bit ranty. This is going to be an hour of people ranting about random it. stuff. <laughs> but it's not all, it's not our rants. It's the, it's the listeners. We're, we're acknowledging that you're going to be unnecessary, and we're going to read off how unnecessary you are. The filthy listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Quickly, just very, very quickly, because we haven't spoken for, what, over two weeks now, because the last one we recorded a few days early. Um, Christmas, New Year, all good? Great. Yeah. Okay, that was very brief. Okay. What <laughs> <laughs> brief. Jeez. Great. Yeah. Okay. There we go. <laughs> Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs> this is supposed to be a talk show where people talk. Uh, 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 interaction, uh, uh. you know? Well, with that said, thank you, Morocco, for a great interview with Aaron Wilburn. That was great. Yes. Got a lot of positive good. feedback on that. It was an awesome episode. You did a great job. I told him mm-hmm. he should definitely come back on again sometime when we're all available to chat because he's obviously he's a great talker and storyteller. So, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, he made it easy on me. Oh, dude, you now, you know, you, you sometimes you get some people on and it's like pulling. It's like you got to work. You can hear it when you got to work with somebody, <laughs> but he's perfect. Yeah, he's the perfect dance partner yeah. because he's got lots of great stories. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Are we going to get straight into it? Whatever you want. Okay, well, first of all, let's talk about a sponsor. Just before we get into the weeds, um, Even Heat, they've been with us now. I was, I've been looking through the through the books here, um, and they've been with us for four years as a sponsor mm-hmm. of the show. So way before you guys joined as well, they were episode one, they were right there. Even Heat, they make the world's best kilns for knife makers. Um, so make sure you head over to Even evenheat-kiln.com um, and see what they've got. And uh, the rumor is... We may be able to give you a discount from next week. Don't tell anybody. Ah, evenheat-kiln.com. You know where to go. Okay. We got beef. 
beefs. Old school. Old school. <laughs> Turkey, chicken, pork, beef. You bring the meat, we bring the heat. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> How long did you practice that one? That was a good one. <laughs> you bring the meat, we bring the heat. Listener beefs. Okay, let's just kick straight off, I suppose. Yeah. Um, Val Holnifer, I believe it is. He says, my beef dudes is Pakistani Damascus confusing and flooding the market with low-priced junk knives which devalue our work and makes it difficult to sell on some platforms. You know that. Those cheap, cheap, cheap knives that you see, um, they're usually like Instagram ads as well. They're not normally on people's accounts. They're normally ads and so on. Really bad Damascus and I I don't know if it's specifically Pakistani Damascus, um, but yeah, there's there's some cheap stuff up there. You can mm. almost see the pictures on their Instagram. It's almost like they're all the same. Like mm. you can tell one of these one of these groups, and it's it's so funny. It's so funny. Yeah. And then they'll say, "Hey, do you want to buy me knives? I don't want to buy your knives." <laughs> yeah, contacted knife makers. Say, Would you want to buy yeah. my ten dollar Damascus knife? Yeah. I don't think we pass on that one. What frustrates yeah. me the most about accounts like those is when they use makers, like custom makers work mm. to advertise and say oh we can just we can reproduce that or something like that that's that's what's most frustrating to me instead of just like doing their own work. yeah Ugh. well they're just trying i mean they're doing anything you know anything they can they don't see it as you know they don't see it as you know artistic you're taking an artistic idea they just think oh who cares it's just a fucking knife i'm gonna make mm. it's business it's annoying it is yeah. <laughs> all right you're taking the next Rough cut knives. My beef is people who go through the piddly little details that they want their prize perfect custom knife, but then disappear when they find out how much it's going to cost because our time and exotic materials are free or something. <laughs> I just, uh, Tony every so often sends me like what he has to deal with. It's usually like an email in the, in the subject line is this is what I have to deal with. One, he <laughs> sent me two and one of them was a guy who said, I want you to make the knife from Walking Dead season two, episode nine. I'm not kidding you. Where the guy's walking through, it's about 25 minutes in, and he's walking past the tree. That's the knife I want you to make. Uh, you know this guy has been watching it. He's paused it. He's emailed you. Then he's going to go back to the show again. He literally just just seen it. He's like, I, I want that. Idiot. And in the same email, there's another one. He's groups them all together. And the next one was, there's this anime character with this switchblade that comes out. And the switchblade has this thing on the side. And then it has a gold in this. And then it has some lightning bolts here. And I want you to make me that. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. It's like, I don't, just don't understand why these, these people are crazy. Uh, you know? Uh, switchblades, anime. I don't watch a cartoon for, to make your knife. You don't even pay for it. Annoying. But all, you know, he does mention all the all the piddly little details they go through first. I think you just need to be upfront, straight off as well with a, with you know, okay, but this is my range of costs kind of thing. So they know what to expect For before sure. they go way into the weeds. But right. yeah, I'm sure you can. Some people are going to get emails right from the beginning where every little detail is marked down. He's just like, oh, Jesus Christ. But the best details are always the ones that are inaccurate. Like I wanted to have a temper line, and I want you know they'll use wording that's like. <laughs> incorrect i mean it's just yeah. like and it's just like ugh, don't 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 tell me what you want because it's obviously not <laughs> that's not a thing <sighs> 
Okay, Mareko, do you want to take yeah. the next? Next one, next one, next one. <laughs> next one is from <laughs> Next one, dudes. <laughs> it's from Brotherhood Knives. It says, "Howdy. Do you do shop gremlins exist? I swear I put my put a tool down and then it vanishes and I spend 20 minutes looking for it and halfway across it ends up halfway across the shop. I'm very I'm a very calm person, but this drives me wild. Then some people say some douchey thing like well, you need to be more organized. All I re- and I reply, sorry. <laughs> the only thing you're making me want to do is lose your phone number. Smooches from sunny COVID filled Southern California. <laughs> I hate, hate, hate when I'm looking for something and I can't find it. And then I tear the shop apart looking for it. Yeah. There's nothing worse. Yeah. Uh, I'm uh, not just in the shop, but basically in life. I go through life always <laughs> looking for stuff. And I got a Primex just this morning. So I'd be quite excited. We've been away for Christmas and so on. We're now back. And um, I had one of those like trail I did those trail cameras that you see people put in the woods and yeah. it takes photos. Now. I had one of them. So it was like yesterday, I was excited. I'm going to take this to the woods and strap it to a tree. It'd be great. So I took it to the woods yesterday, realized I didn't bring batteries with me. It was like, oh, shit. So I went back home. And I was like, well, it's going to get dark. I'm not going back now. It's going to get dark. Woke up this morning, did, went back with the trail can this time and with the batteries. Perfect. Did it. Got there. No memory card. And it's just like, oh, I was, like being stupid like twice. Just, yeah, I'm, I'm the worst at forgetting where things are. Forget. Yeah. I, I'm easily distracted. I think that's the problem. And we talked about this in my shop where I've got so many distractions. But I know. What can you do? I don't want to take them out because they're good distractions to have. (laughs) (laughs) My wife hates it when I ask her where something is. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, what did you lose now? Like, have you seen my wallet? And you know what the problem is? Is, you know, I see guys like Will Stelter and all these guys with like, and and, uh, Jesse Weta and all my friends, all they have a lot of stuff in their pockets. They got Mm. the knife and then they got the cut box cutter and then the the flashlight and the keys it's like it's got to wear a tool bag for all of the shit you have carrying around with you i hate that so when i come to the shop i take everything out of my pockets because i just don't want anything in my pockets yeah i always in my black wallet always i always lose it on the black table and i will come home and i'm like scouring the house i think it might be at the shop and she's like you're not gonna go back to the shop now i'm like i think i gotta go it's i've left it in the shop four or five times she's like don't like stuff in my pockets yeah mm. yeah what, you need your little pocket knife to carry around with you and you've got all your problems solved I, with regards to EDC equipment. I was one of those guys who used to have a Leatherman on forever. Mm. And it's like, I fucking never used it. <laughs> so I was just yeah, like, why yeah. am I fucking wearing this thing? I don't even use it. Just wrecking the pockets. Away I mean, just put a fucking knife in your <laughs> shop and I don't have to carry it in my pocket. <laughs> but I'm bad. I am really bad. Drill bits are bad. What? Oh, the scribes. I lose scribes all the time. Mm. what i do now is i've got like little um wooden boxes um next to all the tools so it isn't tidy but you know with regards to drill bits or you know chuck keys that kind of thing they're literally chucked in that box which is next to that specific tool so it's really untidy but i know where it is roughly you know and that sort of works for me but yeah most of the time i'm just going to scratch my head wondering what i'm doing with my life yeah lost chuck keys are bad that's about uh, as bad as it gets. And you ever try to use the wrong Chucky for your drill yeah. press? Oh, my God. And you're just like, maybe if I just kind of torque it a little bit harder. <laughs> you smack your knuckles every time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had to yeah. put a leash on mine. I had actually welded a leash onto one of them just so I'd like, there's just no way it can go anywhere. 
Mm. You ever oh. turn your you ever turn your drill bit on with the truck key in? That's always fun. no. But every time <laughs> I take it out, I think that's going to happen one day. But it hasn't. Fucking fun, 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 fun. Uh, Chad Kimmel uh, says my biggest beef this year is explaining explicitly the pros and cons of high carbon steel. Then the customers complaining about the patina forming in the high carbon. He says I'm switching to 440C just to avoid the conversation. It's not a good conversation. No, especially if it's after the point and they're like, well, why is my knife all dirty? And yeah. Didn't we talk about this before? No, but I mean, yeah, I just didn't expect it to be like this. That's what they, <laughs> well, you know, I kind of covered this, right? Ah, I'm going to miss that conversation. Right. I suppose it's different for you, Mareko, isn't it? Because most of your stuff, you have to like detailed conversations with because, you know, they're, they're very custom, your knives. Right. Well, in after doing all the work for the knife, I, I've actually, I've had, I've definitely had at least one person who, after they got the knife, um, they, well, part of it is because the conversation comes up, you know, how, like, how's this going to look over time? How's it going to keep up? Is the pattern going to disappear? And so we have that conversation about the patina and, and all of that. But I've only had one person who, after cutting some lemons and making some margaritas to like, I don't know, to celebrate his new knife, like it was like the first thing he did with it. He set, he cut some <laughs> lemons, set it down, and then he came back, whatever, an hour later or whenever he wanted to make another drink. And there were black spots all over the blade from the lemon juice on the blade. And he's like, oh, my God, I don't know what happened. And I was just like, oh, my God. This cheap Pakistani Damascus, what's he giving <laughs> yeah, me? <laughs> yeah. And so I explained to him, like, this it's carbon steel. This is what happens. Yeah. Mm. I, I hadn't heard anything else from him. So he either sit, like stuck with it or he sold the fucking knife for all I know. Yeah. Who oh, knows? Geez. Jeez. But it's why we've seen more and more people using sort of stainless Damascus, so, you know, Dharma steel, that kind of stuff. Sure. And um, another little secret for the new year. We may have a discount on Dharma Steel for all our listeners. Look at you. Special stuff. Look at you. You are you really have done quite a job for it for all of us, Craig. Really <laughs> done quite a job. Quite a job. Yeah. But yeah, that that's that's happening in New Year. So if anybody's interested in Dharma Steel, um, we may be able to sort you out. <laughs> Jeff, do you want to take the next one? Yes, sir. Pioneer Road says uh, the main beef this time of the year is customers wanting to slip in order on in the order list and constantly asking where their order is, then finishing their order and ask when they can pay the remainder off next week. Oh fuck! <laughs> oh my god! I recently had one of those. A guy was just like, "I want to, I want to, I need, I need something. Can you, you think you could make this particular deadline? It's for a special thing. It's a special." Uh, for special occasion and and i it's a customer mine and i knew and i was just like you know i try if if i can try to you know make someone happy with one of those things i'll try to slip something in and then mm. afterwards he said now can we work on the price and i was just like motherfucker i should be charging you extra don't don't fucking ask me to, to jump through hoops and then and then ask me to you know do it cheaper it's annoying Jeez. there's this whole thing about people, you know, can they pay later or pay remainder, you know, off next week or when I get paid, can I pay the rest? Um, I've been contemplating using, so, uh, you know, most, most, most of us sell via the website and so on. And you use, you know, a payment provider. Um, but, but a lot of them now are starting to offer, you like pay in three installments kind of thing. So, uh, you know, you as the seller, you get paid immediately the full amount. But they take out what is basically like a credit agreement. Huh. 
And it's just, I don't know, it just seems a bit ropey to me. It, you know, I, you, yeah. I don't want to encourage people to take out credit, you know, for something fucking that I've made. Fucking ropey. What is ropey? Yeah. I like ropey. What's that? Ropey, like, ropey, a bit, a bit, you know, dodgy, a bit dicey, a bit, you know, it's, it's not, not, uh, not a good thing, maybe. I am a fan of that new expression. I've never heard it before, and I like it right now. Ropey. I, 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 yeah, I don't know where that's come from. It's a common thing, you know, in the UK. Things, things yeah. are ropey. I actually just had a... Uh, Someone on Facebook just wrote on uh, on one of my things is, I'm trying to get a knife from you and and for my son and it's really important and da, 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 it's important and don't you want this project? Just like madam, go to my website and fucking buy a knife. What are you yeah. throwing yourself around for? It's like, Jesus, something ropey this project. Yeah, this project. Is most, this is the most important thing in the world. <laughs> Nobody wants to take on this project for my 16 year old son. I'm like, madam, come on, let's. Let's be normal, please. Yeah. <laughs> the cartoon ninja star. Yeah, from episode four. Yeah. This next one is from Dr. Pood or Dr. Pood. It's Dr. Pood. Uh, I hope it's Dr. Pood. <laughs> it says, Beef, having to spend my days at my real job thinking for other people. I work in a retail establishment, and the number of times I've had to think of uh, think for idiots and the number of clueless knuckleheads is astonishing for example if you come to the wrong effing store to pick something up you uh your you ordered for your wife don't get irritated or sorry don't get a rate at me that i don't have it if your health depends on a product i sell don't get pissy with me because you waited two weeks before you called me to ask why i hadn't called you to give you more before you stand in in the shampoo aisle asking me for the shampoo look around uh look around you for the shampoo <laughs> if you if you call to ask uh if we're open and we answer the phone don't ask if we're open because your question was just answered Whew. now Poo. i'm all worked up wonderful uh <laughs> wonderful enjoyable podcast while i drop what wonderfully enjoyable podcast while I drive to work. Thank you, gentlemen. P.S. Sometimes I'm the idiot. <laughs> Dr. Pood is peed. He's peed uh, off. Yeah. It's that time of the year. If you work in retail, you're dealing with a lot of idiots, I can imagine. Jeez. People are, yeah. Well, I think that especially, I think that Dr. Pood might be involved in like, I would think a pharmacy or something like that. When people show up to the pharmacy, they're not like as patient. <laughs> they're looking for their shit, you know. So I don't think that they're using their greatest uh, degree of uh, objectivity <laughs> and resourcefulness. Yeah. They're not resource. I've asked. I've asked for things. I think I asked for something from someone, and uh, it was the supermarket. I was asking for leaks, and I said to the woman, "I said, Madam, do you have leaks here?" And she literally pointed to the leaks <laughs> right next it. to her, and she's like, oh, "Right there, the shithead." <laughs> Yeah, like oh, thank you. That was convenient. Yeah, just I've actually was it last? I was uh, so for Christmas, I built uh, my wife a puzzle board, and there were a few things that I needed that I just could not find when I was at the store, and so Mm -hmm. begrudgingly, I asked one of the uh, the people working there, and. I was I prefaced it with like you know I'm probably looking right at it I'm so sorry but do you can you tell me where I can find such and such thing fortunately I wasn't it was in the next aisle over with the other air tools that aren't like shelved with all the other tools in the hardware department so I wasn't a complete idiot but I always try to like give my or you know 
kind of approach it with some humility in the fact that I make mistakes all the time. And I could, and I've, like you just said, with the leaks, like there's been so many times where I'm standing right in front of the damn thing. Uh, I just yeah. need somebody to point it out to me. Did so. I ever tell you the, about the asshole in the plumbing department of Home Depot in my area? This no. guy, he's the plumbing guy. The, the most, the biggest gaping asshole of a person you have ever met for years. And it's not just me. We've been in this town for 16 years. The guy was there then. He would, you'd ask him for something in the plumbing aisle. And then he said, well, what are you building? And then you tell him, he goes, no, 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 no. And that's not what you're supposed to do. And then you're doing it wrong. And then you, and then if he left you and he saw you grabbing something, he says, you're not supposed, that's not what you're supposed to. He was oh such God. an asshole. I was like, God damn, I hope I don't have any plumbing things. For years, I'd avoid the plumbing aisle if I needed, if he was in there. And I ended up talking to one of the people who he works with. And I said, what's up with that guy? And they said he is known for being the biggest prick in like Westchester, <laughs> he's like he's sixteen years. He has been, he has like in, turned him. He's turned himself into like the icon of assholes in this particular Home Depot, and in the everybody fucking complains about this guy, and nobody does a thing because he's been there for so long. But he's such a dick. It's like you don't want to ask him for a fucking thing. <laughs> I, I gotta good. go do some plumbing today, so I'm probably gonna have to see him. <laughs> so this yeah. is my uh, getting it out right now. Ask him, do we have any leaks in here? Fucking leaks. I got leaks, baby. I got the leak filler, too. <laughs> right then. The next one is... Do, 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 I've just scrolled. We've got so many on this list. It's crazy. Oh, um, man. Yeah. Great. I think it's Lamka Knives. Yeah. Um, yeah Lamka Knives. Uh, beef. The people who are all about the grind. What the fuck? I enjoy a good grind, just like the next guy. But I also like to slide in uh slide it in every once in a while <laughs> take it easy life is short and beautiful don't forget to smell the roses spend time with your immediate family and take a load off love you guys les yeah. um yeah you know these these you know nine to five yeah i survive on you know three hours sleep and i'm up and i'm grinding away so like, well, chill out easy now easy mm. i'm too old for that anymore i'm only 36 what come on man you gotta get, <laughs> get, get, get up and get grinding. Oh, no, no. Get but it's like, up. I've gotten to the point in my life where, like, I need, I, I got a kid. I need a good night's sleep. I, I just, or else I fucking, I, I really struggle with, like, trying to get shit done when I'm groggy and fucking exhausted. I just can't fucking do it. So I don't stay, I try not to stay up late anymore. I'm like in bed by like nine just so I can get a decent night's sleep before I get back at it again the next day. Hmm. My, uh, my landlord gave me three bottles of bourbon for Christmas, which is great as opposed to like an eviction notice. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it is better than an eviction notice. Yeah. That's yeah. what I said to Tony. I was just like, oh, he gave me three bottles of Amazon gift cards and all this shit. We're not getting evicted. And um, it was delicious bourbon. But if I drink too much bourbon, I snore. So last night I may have had too much bourbon and my wife is not very thrilled with me because I <laughs> snored. So I understand. And my new year's resolution is to back off the, the, the bourbon and, uh, and get a good night's sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I've been sleeping terribly since getting back to France, either myself or my wife has been up like all through the night, every night so far, one of us has been, it's the worst. And I think we've just been in this limbo, you know, between Christmas and new year where nothing's quite, up to speed yet and you're just like what day is it who knows but yeah come back down with a crash tomorrow 
been the first day, you know, first official day back in work, I suppose, tomorrow. So, yeah. So you need, need you need that sleep. keep it grinding, inspirational. I do. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So some sort of some Gary V grind talk. That's what I need. It's going to be tough. It, the first day back is always tough. Yeah. I mean, I'm just looking around now. I think the first day needs to be tidying up and putting stuff away and, you know, that kind of thing. Ease, easing it in. As they oh, say, oh, oh. he's an idiot. Oh, oh, oh. You don't say. Oh, you don't say. Watch the loop. Um, All right. Okay, who's taking the next? The next one comes from Andrew Lichtenstein. Beef, people that park in front of the UPS store to just run in. Just park the fucking parking lot like everyone else. Oh, my God. I wanted uh, to do that yesterday. I had to I just run in. Uh, yeah. I what is I don't know what it's like up in Westchester Chester but when I was in Connecticut the parking in front of the store was such a habitual thing everywhere like every store I went to it I didn't under, I'd never experienced anything like that especially on the west coast we just used the fucking parking lot Man. and it would be like there would be a car parked or two or three right in front of the store like in the fire lane yeah. and I'd park in the parking lot Next to the to, to the cart or cart return, like you advise, Morocco's on it. This is Morocco's thing. Road rage. Morocco's right. on it now. <laughs> uh, but then I'd go into the store. I'd do my shopping. I'd come out twenty minutes later, and the same fucking cars are still parked out there. And I'm like, oh my god, why didn't you just park in the fucking parking lot? Yeah, you're I not just I've... running in at that point. You never see people getting tickets there, so it's not like the cops never. are like around. Well, so. I'm sure they got better. Honestly, they got better things. So what are they going to do? Of course. Ticket their neighbor. But I mean, like, I think that people take advantage of the fact that it's not like, it's not people aren't known for getting tickets. Oh, they're, so. they're selfish. Hmm. Super selfish. selfish. I almost did that yesterday, though. My kid wanted a smoothie and I almost parked it in the, I, I ordered it and, I, and then I was going to leave it in the, in the uh, fire lane. But I, I chose not to. I chose to. One be, of those pricks. I do, you, do you park in a disabled bay and get out with a limp as well? <laughs> limp into the shop. <laughs> oh, man. You know, my mother had one of the, when she had her car, she had one of those handicap spots and I was doing the driving for her and she says, just parking the, parking the handicap. I'm like, but I'm not handicapped and you're not getting out of the car. So I'm going to fucking, I'm going to fucking put it in a normal place because I don't want to get out of a handicap and see people see me walking out of a handicap spot after parking it. So I'm not doing that. No. So good for you. Yeah. So I tell you what doesn't give you a handicap is having a very good grinder. <laughs> Talk about the we're grind. stretching this out <laughs> each week now. <laughs> um... The opposite of a handicap is having a very good grinder. <laughs> Jeff, what grinder do you have? I have the Broadback Ironworks two by seventy two grinder made by the, the the boys Vince and Ryan at Broadback Ironworks. Congratulations. Those guys had uh, all their grinders on a recent episode of Forge and Fire. All the guys were, all the judges are, were, were making from their home, I guess. I didn't really watch it, but I hear they all had Broadback Ironworks grinders. The pros love it. Everybody seems to love it, and I love mine. It's the, my number one grinder in the shop for sure. And it's really, really, it's just, it's changed the way I work. And I really love the, a lot of the features that it has the fact that it can go horizontal and vertical. I love that the platen is very long. That really, for chef knives, that really kind of is one of those things I don't really ever really worry about bumping in any of the wheels. I just, it's a great grinder. And um, if you go to broadbeckironworks.com and get, you get one, they're going to get it for, uh, you're going to get put in Knife Talk 10 and you get 10% off. So 
that's definitely worth it. What do you What do you think, Franco? I love it. No, it's a it's a great machine, and uh, I I know I've said this a hundred times before. I feel like, but I I really love the versatility of the tool arms, especially, and the fact that it has a an inch and a half uh, receiver, so I can actually put the tool arms um, in there that I built myself for my first. I built my first grinder, and so I that grinder has completely been scrapped and turned into a bunch of other parts and stuff now but i can still use those platinum arms uh on that uh on that grinder if i want um and as well as you know if you don't need a chassis but you need different tool arms like they got like who else has got the uh, uh the buffing wheel attachment arm right or the slack the slack attachment that they have you know you can take those and if you don't need a chassis you can use those tools tool arms on your on your machine as long as it accepts an inch and a half uh tool arm so i i think the ver- the, the, the best thing they did uh w- one of the best things they did was to not create some sort of weird lock-in with their tools tool arms especially and in, in created a lot of flexibility and vers- versatility with their machines there you go can't, you get, go. can't get much better than that broadbeckironworks.com and make sure you use Knife Talk 10. And, and as Jeff has said many times before, if you've got any questions for them, they're very receptive. So go, go follow them on Instagram and they'll answer any questions that you have. We got beef. Well, beef. Good old Ben Snoor. Yeah. He's a good dude right there. <laughs> Benko Wald um, says, holy shit. Holy shit, he says. How can I stop leaving my crap all over the place? My tools end up in places I swear I haven't been for weeks. I nearly changed the locks of the house because I lost my keys for two days. I ended up finding them in the pantry behind the dried apricots. (laughs) I lost my phone in plain sight for three days on the passenger seat of my car, despite checking there three times. Kind of makes me laugh, but it's infuriating at the same time. Mm. He might get his vision checked. Yeah. Did I ever tell you how I lost my wedding ring and I found it years later? It was this is the crazy story. I was at I was welding years ago and I I never take my rings off. I I, I probably should, but for some reason I don't. I don't. And a, a MIG welding spark um, came on, hit the gold ring and ignited. <laughs> Out of the gold, it fucking loves that heat. It ignited around my finger and I couldn't oh. get it off fast enough. I put my hand in the quench bucket. I had like a, the whole, my whole finger was all blistered up. So I took it off. And for some reason, I thought I just put it on another finger and, and it slipped off. I scoured everywhere for it. And then I even made my wife drive. I had, we were on the Deconic State Parkway. And at some point I took a leak somewhere. I made her drive me over. I drove over there, parked on the, and looked around the woods to find this goddamn ring. Jeez. We gave up, bought a new ring. And then three years later, I was helping dig uh, for a rose bush, making a rose bush for my wife. I dug in probably 18 inches into the ground, and I was lifting up what I thought was a bottle cap. It was the fucking wedding ring. It was wow. like almost two feet in the dirt by like this crazy area. And uh, I, it was the craziest. I'd never thought that, that something like that could happen. Like it just happened to be digging in the spot, and there was the wedding ring. Cool story. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is crazy, though. Yeah, circumstance. Mm. Um, 
Mike Nye um, has written, and also I need to say Happy Christmas to um, and a New Year to Mike's wife because Mike bought a knife from me for his wife, which I know she's now received. So Happy Christmas! All right, there you go, Mike. Here's Nye. my first holiday beef. He says, "Who the hell are the car companies targeting um, to their holiday in their holiday advertisements? You know, the ones where someone walks around to a brand new car with a giant bow on top." Who are these people? <laughs> My wife and I make a decent salary. We can buy a custom knife or two a year, but there is now no way in hell either of us could arbitrate. God, he's using long words, Mike. Jeez. Oh, There's no him. way we could purchase a new car. <laughs> that requires discussions and figuring out financing. What the fuck? Totally unrealistic. Surprising someone with a car is beyond a baller move. <laughs> yes with a big bow on top as well that's yeah. pretty special that is yeah. like that is one of those things that it's just not gonna happen you well you've got the pressure now jeff i've seen you you taking your daughter out for driving lessons she's gonna be expecting next christmas she, she, a big bow on top of a car she's got that car is gonna be hers we paid off that prius gosh we must have paid it off years ago and we always kept it um around and, and uh she's gonna have it we're gonna give it to her so no oh, nice. but i'm not gonna nice. i'm not fucking buying a new car you know she can't go far then it's a prius <laughs> she can't go it's far fucking, especially in cold weather dude it's a good car it's a good <laughs> car however i did have problems with it when i was it was i'm glad i was driving it when i lost the jeep so but yeah, yeah. she's been driving with it and it's been a lot of fun yeah yeah, but th these ads around Christmas time, unrealistic. What I'm seeing now is a lot of holiday ads, like book your holiday now when, you know, COVID is over. Have a COVID-free holiday. And it's just like, whoa, easy, <laughs> easy. Do you, think that, uh, do you think that the people who are going to be surprising someone with a car is going to be like getting a Toyota with a bow on it? I mean, don't you think it's going to be the people who are going to surprise someone with a car are going to get like a, you know, Mercedes or that's 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 the kind of, you know, money for a real you surprise. You would have thought so. Yeah. Yeah. Here's your new, yeah. you go, whatever, Fiat, <laughs> here you go. Merry Christmas. Thank Dad. <laughs> Jesus, Dad. <laughs> Did you ever see that video? There was a, there was a, there was a, um, there was a story, I actually had it for a full blast podcast of this kid who got, his dad surprised him with the wrong colored BMW and he pushed it in the lake. Oh, Jesus. Oh, that is such like a TikTok thing to do. In, that in, in, of all places, India. You, oh, know? you know, I mean, it's just like, holy Jesus, come on, man. Uh, the wrong color BMW. That's the biggest problem in your life. The wrong color BMW. Jeez. Right. Who's taking the next one from MC Cutler? MC Cutler says, beef. I don't have the energy to have a beef. There you go. <laughs> there we go. He's too burned out. <laughs> Christmas energy depleted. Yeah. You know what? God bless you. God bless you. Because it's like, this is some nonsense. This isn't like really, I mean, we did have some people who had some substantial beef. So we had to like, just decide not to run. But, but you know, not having a beef is perfectly good. Yeah. Good for you. Oh, speaking of which, Josh Scott said, he sent me, I didn't, we're not reading it because it's just like so goofy. But he said he has the anti-beef, and he wrote something like that. And he says, you know what the anti-beef is called? No. A queef. <laughs> and then I pretended like I didn't know what it was, and I had him going for a while, being like, that's not true. You know, there's no farting out of your vagina. <laughs> and he says, yeah, it's true. I'm like, no, you're kidding. That's not possible. He's like, yeah, it's true. I just had him going for a while. 
So there you go. Send you a video of him farting from his vagina then to prove it. (laughs) Sorry, Josh. (laughs) God, I love this episode. Uh, Lorian Designs says, my beef is with people who bail on a deal after I've come through on my end. After a while, I just try and forget about those sour deals, but every now and again, something jogs my memory and I get right back to being pissed off. I don't know why some humans feel entitled to an opportunity without uh, reciprocating. We've got some very intelligent listeners. They're using very big words. Yeah, and it's, they're right. It's, I'm, I haven't got into work mode yet. I'm struggling. Uh, but I do know what my main beef with the human race in general. People, please. I don't understand. Try to take the goddamn high road. We'd all be better off. There you go. Okay. Yeah, he's, he's not about being pissed off and the memory always coming back to you and just continue getting pissed off, I think. There are certain people who are trying to, like, do a hustle, and it can be exhausting. It's mm. just like, all right, let's let's pump the jets there. I, I know what you're saying. You know some of those guys, don't you think, uh, Morocco? People who are constantly trying to do... Uh, you know, trying to be well, just like hustling, you know, like we're just going to do this collab and then we're going to start this thing and then we're going to do this thing. And then I'm going to promote you and then you're going to promote me. And then we're going to, yeah, I had a guy reach out to me in my DMS and the way he was talking to me the whole time was like, he was going to do, he was talking about, he's got all these followers on uh, YouTube and he's got huge Facebook groups like half a million like members and stuff like that and it's going to be great advertising and the whole like finally i was tired of talking to him and i was like listen i can't afford to just give you a knife and so and i explained like my backlog situation everything he's like oh i, I was I, I don't want a free knife or anything and i was just like well then what the fuck are you talking about like just buy a fucking knife and then do whatever the fuck you want with it make promote it or don't whatever but what are we having conversation about right now yeah. I think so. I think it works for some people. I stopped talking to him. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, that's yeah. what you do. I think it works for I think <laughs> some people get free shit a lot. I think people ask for shit and then some people just they do, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What can you do? What can you do? Brian Yates. Uh so my beef um for you all is born from being a new knife maker. We all have had trials and tribulations beginning the path down making knives. But if I get one more motherfucker who says, ooh, you make knives, huh? Must have watched Fortune Fire, huh? (laughs) I will become physically aggressive. (laughs) It was okay the first few dozen times, but I feel myself become mentally ill when I try to speak my passion to other people. And that's the first thing that comes out of their faces. (laughs) I'll be honest with you, this past year, I've been getting less and less of that. Far less, I think. Yeah, I agree. Do you think it's the show's gonna? You think you think the show's kind of like not happening anymore, or people aren't watching it because it, people don't say that to me. I, this particular year, when we did the first episode, the first all beef review, I think that a huge a huge amount of the beefs are people like if one more person asks me if I'm going to be on Fortune Fire, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. I have not. Heard that's fucking... Everybody has now been on Fortune Fire. <laughs> I I honestly I honestly have not heard a fucking peep about Fortune Fire this whole year. Uh Maybe. until until Christmas and you opened up Instagram and one one of the ex hosts is uh, causing causing friction all over Instagram. Yeah. Mm. Mm, I'm not touching that one. <laughs> no, we better not. <laughs> I would be curious though if Brian Yates 
did start making his knives because he saw Forge and Fire, and maybe he's just bitter about it. I, I you uh, know, I think it. I think ultimately, as I've said in the past, it has been very good in terms of inspiring people to see absolutely. what other people have done. Yeah, you know, yeah, and getting yeah. people fired up to that they could do something. I think it's great. You know, but I mean, it's like you know, Brian is like a lot of people who's just like, can't I can't yeah. escape this show. It's just so formulaic. I mean, the first time you see it, you think this is brilliant, but then you watch four or five episodes and think, oh, okay, oh, it's the same every time, you know? And now they're in season, what, season God knows whatever season they're in now. Six and, or seven or something like that. Yeah. And they six, haven't six seasons? changed it up much, you know? No. I, you know, hmm. I, I honestly believe that these reality shows would be so much better if they didn't just go by these formulaic things that these TV people do. You, the, mm. t- I'm telling you, man, it's so stupid. I, I wrote a script for a show that we're put on hold, but it's far more, and I'm sure that it's going to, it's going to be different. It's different. It was different than Forge and Fire, but I know that, that, that these TV people are going to be like, oh, that's not what people want to see. And it, it's, yeah. they're wrong. And it, it's just, you know, you got to change it up a little bit. Yeah. I mean, if you look at, you know, the success of, you know, certain YouTubers and, th- and so on, you know, doing their own thing. Um, I'm sure, you know, people like Alex Steele, I'm sure he gets more um, viewers than, you know, mainstream TV does now for a lot of things. And it just shows that, you know, breaking the mold and being creative and doing something different, that's what people are interested in. They don't want to see the same thing churned over and over again. Um, And I think certainly, you know, if you are a professional knife maker, you're not really learning that much now from from Fortune and Fire because you've sort of seen it all and nothing's really changing. But, um, yeah, who knows? Maybe there'll be something else. Uh, you know, they'll be changing things up. Who knows? Well, TV and, and content in general is going to inspire people to be a little bit more creative. Actually, I'm going to be speaking with uh, Jesse Ueda uh, for next week's episode of uh, uh, the Full Blast podcast. And yeah. she deals with this comedian, not deals with, but she's kind of she's come friendly through her brother and stuff like that with um, Andrew Schultz. You know, Andrew Schultz? Mm-hmm. He's, comedian, he's, got yeah. a com- he's got a show on Netflix. He is so fascinating because, number one, he uses a lot of makers. He does work with uh, Chris Zepp, Make Everything Shop, Built the Stage, and, and Ben uh, Benjamin Weta made the, the backdrop for his. You're talking about a guy who used COVID to create something more than people had seen before. He, he reinvented the monologue, and he's catapulted himself into, into a, in a field that is – you know, people aren't going to comedy shows anymore. So it's like, mm. I think that content now is going to inspire people to be more creative and figure out ways in which to get out what their product is. Fortune Fire is just was one old stepping stone, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Who's taking the next? JVB Knives. JVB Knives says, here's another beef. Customers complaining to me about other knife makers. It's none of my business, by the way. <laughs> and then <laughs> there's a lot of complaints. I, I hear too many complaints. Uh, another beef is people commenting on my knife post saying that people shouldn't pay that much for a knife. And it begins and, and then begin beginning and begin posting links to their sites. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. People are fucking to, the, to other sites. Yeah. Jesus. Oh, dude, I've totally gotten that. If you somebody will write something and then the guy will say, hey, you like that knife? Check out mine. It's like. <laughs> Get out of my get out of my fucking get off the stage, dude. Yeah, uh, this isn't your show. 
Can you imagine if Instagram allowed um, links in comments? Oh, my. It would be the worst thing ever. It would be balls oh. and dicks and, <laughs> and other people's shit. <laughs> I, you know, I know I would. You know if you could put a link in and say, hey, look look at look at what this guy looked. You know, and then you, you do his like, picture of him. It would be great. Do you like a delicate tip? Take a look at my delicate tip. <laughs> Just a what? Uh, I, I do. I do. I I do hear complaints from customers. I had a customer who said, you know, I ordered a knife from this particular, this friend of yours, and uh, you have no idea the problems I had. And I'm just like, I don't want to know the friend. I don't want to <laughs> hear about it. Don't say a name. I was like, oh, I wouldn't say a name. I was like, what are you dangling in front of me for, you dick? Don't be, just do your thing. This isn't like, we're not building iron lungs here, guys. <laughs> it's like a fucking kitchen, kitchen knife. Uh... <sighs> I like catch a knife. Catch a knife. Oh, fucking knife. I love y'all beef review. I, I just, this is, I look forward to this all year long. It's getting you more worked up, Jeff, I've uh, noticed. I'm not actually, <laughs> you're you know, sitting back and enjoying them. You're getting really wound up. I love it. I love it. I think it's funny. I think it's totally, I think it's fun to be unnecessary. If you know where it's coming from, I'm not really bad. I'm just like, I'm actually kind of cold. But other than that, mm. fine. <laughs> All right, this next one's from Lufasa. He says, my beef is when people, uh, yeah, sorry, when people stand around their mail carrier waiting to pick up their mail, this cluster, uh, this cluster boxes are a nightmare. Uh, chances are in some old sack, what the fuck? Chances are in some old sack uh, that has nothing better to do uh, then harass the poor postal worker who is just trying to do their job. I get the feeling that this is the highlight of these folks' day, getting the mail, when we all know it's the it's only bills and flyers and worthless shit that they're getting anyways. Uh, I've seen lines of cars pulled over illegally blocking the mailboxes, so the postal worker has to also park illegally and then walk through all their bullshit to get to their cluster box. Unless it's a new knife or your Viagra prescription, uh, leave the workers alone and gather your letterless mail once a week like a normal person. I'm not defending the post office this year. They <laughs> no, fucked no, me. absolutely not. No. The fucking but what fucked me this year? Fuck. What is a cluster box? No idea. What the fuck is that? I, I think it's like a. I think it's like I. I, I think in some new buildings now, um, they have places where, especially in a building you can have a place where ups can drop off you get almost like your own post you almost almost your own box for your like, like a pigeonhole right okay right. i think i've got it but yeah okay yeah dude no donuts this year for the post office i got fucking oh, screwed yeah around here we have a lot of new developments going up and they instead of each house getting a mailbox they put all of the mailboxes of however many houses all in one big metal cluster, I think is what oh. this guy might be referring to. And yeah, and there's like anywhere from 20 to 60 uh, mailboxes oh, right there. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so what it's, and I see, I drive by one every day and I see these people doing this exactly. Cars lined up and, and surrounding basically. And this one's like, this one's like four or five banks. So there's probably like over a hundred mailboxes there. Oh, and the damn mail person has to like deal with all that. I can't even imagine. People waiting for their oh Jesus Christ. My beef actually this year is the postal system. Oh. Um <laughs> I, I thought we didn't get lots more about it because it's clearly not just me. 
it's I just can't send stuff. It's just ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous to the point of, uh, well, it's it's a long story. But I had to drive to Paris to release stuff through customs on my way back to the UK, and it, it's just absolutely crazy. And it's going to get worse for me because now a lot of my customers are um, outside of the EU, and I'm currently living in the EU, and there's extra forms and paperwork and. Uh, backlog of everything it's just absolute nightmare most sort of industries they've been like disrupted in some way like like the banking industry has changed massively over the last three or four years um with you know all these new time of like electronic banks that kind of thing somebody needs to disrupt shipping because it's just not working really isn't working you pay you pay a premium to get something shipped within two or three days and three months it's still not there and there's no comeback. You don't even get your money back. It's like, well, it's it's in the process. But yeah, makes me angry and mad. This past yeah. month has been a fucking, it, and a lot of it's COVID related. Like a lot of people in these. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, you know, but it's like the mail is just piling up. I sent something, I, and I try to keep, especially holiday season. I try to keep everything sent. The last day I try to send is like the twelfth or the thirteenth. Mm. I try to keep at least ten days before Christmas. Yeah, I swear to God, I sent stuff to New Jersey, which should have, for me, it should have taken a day or two. It took 10 days, 10 days. Holy I've smokes. had stuff that's been, I put it in the mail the first week of December, it's still not there. It's in the mm. distribution center in fucking New Jersey. Yeah, They fucking yeah. screwed me, and there was no warning either. You know, I didn't see, because I talked to these goddamn people, I give them fucking donuts, for Christ's sakes. And then no one said, hey, by the way, maybe you should head to the UPS right now. I mean, I'm like, you know, I'm getting these messages saying, hey, we're, um, what's the tracking number? I'm like, I give you the tracking number. And I look and it's just like, it's, it hasn't left New Jersey in like two weeks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, I'm like what? totally like staying off. I'm so, That's one of the reasons why I've been staying off Instagram, because I just don't want one of my customers to be like, what's going on with the post office? I'm like, I'm not going to post. I don't even want to post a picture of like their, their message saying everything's late. Hmm. Fuck. And it, it's that thing where, you know, people are excited. They bought something new and they're excited to get, and you get that completely. And, you know, you may have shipped something and maybe two, three weeks later, they still haven't had it. And, you know, quite rightly, they're saying, well, you know, where is it? Can we track it? And he's just like, well, I can't, there's nothing I can do at this point, you know? And it's, it's just, it's embarrassing. It's unprofessional. And yeah, well, it, it just just needs to change. The system needs to change because it's just not working. On top of that, I broke my ass to make sure, you know, I would get messages months ago saying this is going to be a Christmas present. So I, hmm. I busted my ass to make sure that I had plenty of time for these Christmas presents to go out. And it's like yeah. you bust your ass, you give yourself plenty of room. I wasn't I wasn't I didn't I gave myself 10 days, like seven to 10 days more than about more like 10 days, you know, for shipping to take hold. And it was like, it, it's, it's unprofessional. It makes me feel like shit, you know, because yeah, it's like, yeah. I worked all this, all the, to surprise this person. And it's just like, yeah. and it takes the shine off everything. Oh, the, totally, you know? it's, it's embarrassing. It's, uh, it's embarrassing. <sighs> oh, it's going well, isn't it? Yeah. Fucking, <laughs> fucking beef. All right. Uh, this next one comes from Russell Butler. I want to send a beef. People who use thousands of an inch and won't use the metric system. Uh, Hell yeah. A thousand is a decimal system of measure, which is how the metric system works. So stop using infuriating imperial and learn metric and move on with your fucking life like the rest of the world. It's so much easier and you'll thank me later. Russell. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, thank Russell. You. 
<laughs> I tell you what, I can't understand why a two by four isn't two inches by four inches. So I, I totally understand what you're saying. Doesn't make any sense to me. A two by four isn't two by four. If you Is buy the timber of a two by four, if you buy, yeah. if you buy, if you buy tubing, steel tubing, and it's a two by four, it'll be a four inch. It, that's pretty accurate. But if you go right. to the lumber store to get some fucking two by fours, they will never be two inches by four inches, and I'll never get it. The wood people, you can fucking keep it because I don't get it, and I don't want to get it. But it's annoying. Stop calling it a two by four if it's not two by four. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing with, with uh, like a two by two yes. or a two by six. Like everything's under by half an inch. Yeah. On, on each I, measurement, it's, it's the dumbest thing of all time. Super dumb. How weird! It's the dumb. It's the worst. It's just like, <laughs> you know, it's like it's like naming your apple a pear. Like I want to get some apples. Okay, it's over by the. It's over. It says pears. It's just it's not the it's same the thing. Least. Very strange. Very strange. I wish I learned metric. The noise. I I can't read your thousands. I don't know what the fuck you guys talk about. Your ten thousands. I don't know what the hell that is. I'll never get it. I can't drive stick either. I mean, what can I do? I I'm oh I'm at God. a certain age where I just I just like it's enough. This, what? No, <laughs> you can still learn. I don't. Old I, dog. Tr- I listen. I, listen. I, you like it, the old jokes? It's fine. I just I'm not. I don't enjoy it, and I just <laughs> I'm like I have a mental block about about all of it. This is fine. Hmm. I, I'm half foot in, half foot out. So I measure in millimeters, um, centimeters, uh, meters, kilometers. Um, but when it comes to like my height, I'm I don't know what I am in meters. I you know I measure in in feet and inches. When it comes to weight, I'm still in stone and pounds. As a yeah, it's it's just weird how some things work. You know, I I drink. You know, I buy milk by a pint rather than a liter. It's it's weird how some things are metrics some things aren't and it's it's bizarre every it should be the same for every should have the same reference point you know so you know i could say to somebody in china oh well that's you know five kilograms and it should be the same but it clearly isn't and it reminds me <laughs> i remember being young my dad is not the brightest okay i'll put this right out there now jeez under the bus <laughs> remember, already under the bus okay go ahead i remember we had i had this like atlas like a, a printed out like massive sort of a zero size atlas and I, and I was looking at it and i you know you know when you're a kid you're like let's say i'm in um australia and i want to go to america which way would i go or, you know, which way would I tell somebody else in the world, you know, where it is on the Atlas? So I said, well, you know, I talked to my dad and I said, well, Australia. And I said, if, if you look sort of west on an Atlas, furthest west is where America would be. And he was like, no, 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 no. I was like, well, well, it is. He said, we only think of that way. He said, because we were in the UK at the time. He said, because UK, we're in the middle of the Atlas. He said, but if you were to buy an Atlas in America, America would be in the middle of the Atlas. And I'm like, Really? He said, like, yeah, of course. If I were to buy an atlas in Japan, Japan would be right in the middle. And I was like, well, that makes it difficult to reference stuff because you can't say to the west of Japan would be so-and-so because everybody's atlas would be spinning around. But um, I later found out that the UK is in the middle of everybody's atlas. So there is a, a general reference for everything. <laughs> but my dad's was just a bit thick. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah, what is it? Yeah, yeah, I'm prim- sorry. Yeah, you just, you the just... prime meridian runs through through Scotland or something like right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not sure exactly where, but that's but yeah, so that's the whole point. If you buy an atlas anywhere else in the world, you've all got the same reference point. 
but when it comes to measuring and weight and all the rest of it, there's there's no standard reference point in it. Yeah. Well, what can you do? Silly. What can you do? Silly, man. What can you do? I, I get you. <laughs> all right. Ready for another one? All the time. Come it. on, man. Are we on Jordan Dance? Yes, sir. All right. It says, when a customer is undecided on what they want, so they say, you're the maker, just do whatever you look, think looks best. <laughs> then while you're building the knife and giving them photos, updates, and all of a sudden have extremely strong, they are oh, sorry, they all of a sudden have extremely strong opinions on things what uh and want you to make changes don't tell me what to do uh sorry don't tell me to do whatever i want and then halfway through tell me to make changes dude that is a fucking yeah. classic that is yes. a fucking classic it's like if you present somebody with like more than two options they are like well i want that from a i want that from c i want that from b and a little flavor of e on top as well it's like no 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 one or the other which would you like there are <laughs> certain people who, when they go to a restaurant, they're like, you're the chef, whatever you want. And then they change the menu on the waiter. Like, I want this from this dish. I want that from that dish. But he's the chef. He he knows. Mm. I'm telling you, it happens all the time. And it's the same thing with knife guy, knife buyers. You're the artist. I want whatever you, you, whatever you, whatever makes you happy. I want you to have, I want that to be what I make for you. Oh yeah. By the way, can I have my name on it? And I don't like, I know I don't like, I don't like wood. You know, it's like, it's like <laughs> I fucking love that shit. Good old. Dude. I actually have a customer that is be is very open this way. He had very few uh, kind of like details, but I like the concern of this happening um of them like them saying do whatever you like and then me doing whatever i like and then ha them hating it uh it's such a huge concern that i've um even though he's given me free reign i've been keeping him up to date or giving him choices like i have some handle material uh he's mm -hmm. generally said i like dan dark handle uh material so I'm going to, I have like three or four blocks. I'm going to send pictures to him to choose from. So it's still, he's still directing it. But the last thing, again, like yeah, the last thing I need is to have to start over or take a handle mm -hmm. off or something like that. That big reveal um, at the end. And they just, yeah. Like, oh, well, even like the pattern, like I for, on every knife I forge out, you know, um, I always do before I get too crazy in the grinding. Um, at, after, let's see, after I heat treat, I flat grind. And then I'll do an etch and I'll send a picture to the customer um, to just to get their like thumbs up to mm. make sure that it's good because that's what I, that's an option I offer. And if it's not, then, then I, which also just happened. So I set it down and I start again. What happened recently was the pattern was too broad. And so he's like, Oh, is there any way we can actually go finer? I just don't really like broad patterns. And I was like, all right. And so, we did it, and he was happy. Fortunately, on the second go. But I've had I've had some that were terrible. I've had to like, I had to make it forge it like three or four different times. <sighs> oh, jeez. One thing I never say say to a customer is, "Is this okay?" Because mm -hmm. it gives them the opportunity to say, "Well, what are my my options to change? Can we change? Is this you know?" I, I feel like I feel like when you start to say, "Is this okay?" You're also saying, mm -hmm. "I know it's not okay." But you might think it's okay, and it, mm. <laughs> it just—I—I I try to stay away from. Is this okay? Because yeah, you know. Sure, I—I'm sorry, I don't say that exactly, but that's basically yeah. what I'm saying. But, but I, yeah. I say it in a way that 
is basically trying to sell them on it without asking their permission but it also gives a little bit of room for you know if they have some feedback to give then they then they should be, feel comfortable to do that well you're a, you have very good customer service then <laughs> the next one is from um the guys at art of craftsmanship um this is either dustin or devin they're, they're brothers and they actually do a podcast on the makery called the art of craftsmanship um very successful youtube channel too but they say hey cuties he's a beef for you um people who ask for the friends and family discount and then laugh like it's a joke also people who don't read descriptions and then ask questions uh, that have already been answered and explained <laughs> that friend yeah when they say friends and family they say any chance for friends and family and they they laugh as if it's a joke but you know they mean it they really do want a discount you just go oh, fuck off. <laughs> friends and family yeah. is always just like such a small amount that i just wouldn't even a- i wouldn't even ask anybody i just yeah asking yeah. for such a if you know that the knife is like let's just say for argument's sake six hundred dollars and you know you're going to be playing close to that is $50 going to make a big difference in your life? I just mm. don't – you're already willing – I mean, I don't know. I, I, I try to I, – I offer – I don't offer, but, I, like, I'll have some friends and family. I'll have – I'll be making knives for a friend, and then I'll throw in, or I'll have Tony put in a discount, and I'll say, just let them know that we're putting in a friends and family. But I, when they ask for it, it's just like, I'm going to double charge you, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it is a weird one because you're not putting less work into it. It's you know, it is what it is. Yeah. yeah, but you know, if you want a discount, if you're a knife maker and you want a discount on something that you probably go through shitloads of, which are belts, um, grinding belts. We all use the best. We use combat abrasives. They make these shredders, which are these ceramic belts, which just like eat through steel. They make them. They make the finer grit stuff as well. Everything you need, they got it all. Combat abrasives, and we can get you fifteen percent off if you use the promo code Knife Talk fifteen at CombatAbrasives.com. You'll get fifteen percent off your whole order. So load up on new belts, ready for the new year. Um, what I always like to try and do is add one or two belts that I've maybe not used before and see how they work because there can be a massive difference in belts. So yeah, use that discount um, and do what you can do at knife at sorry at CombatAbrasives.com using knife talk 15 as a discount there you go that's it uh the next one comes from jonathan hawk a ps excellent name i mean it's about as good a name as you're gonna get jonathan hawk it does sound like an 80s sort of action style damn I, jonathan jonathan hawk. Hawk. I would trade my name to be jonathan hawk in a heartbeat fucking jeffrey william <laughs> fader get the fuck out of here i want jonathan hawk <laughs> my humble submission for of growing frustration for the all brief review when someone orders a custom waits three months, gets notified I'm starting their build, gets sent progress pictures and updates over the course of forging and finishing the blade, only to be sent photos of their finished blade and the invoice for payment, which they've known was coming for months. And then they reply, I get paid on Friday. Can I get you then? (laughs) Some follow through, though, uh, but inevitable. uh, It sits on the shelf for two months. Well, I keep asking if they still want it, and they keep saying, yeah, man, I get paid on Friday. Thanks for the great podcast and continued knowledge and entertainment, fellas. Here's to another great year. Yeah, people are fucking creeps. I've known of <laughs> makers who have kind of like, you know, unless they really, if it's a, like a repeat customer, maybe it's a different situation. But they basically have a term of, you know, when it's, especially when you do all that work to keep them up to, up to date, mm. um, you either pay like 
in a timely manner, like within a few days or whatever of the invoice, or maybe even you're, you're as graceful as giving them a week. But after that, like they've given up first rights or refusal and you, you get the right to sell it because you're still running a business. I mean, if you are running it as a business, you're running a yeah. business. You can't just have that sitting on the, on the shelf because you're relying on that to help pay for rent or, or food or gas or whatever, you know, you, you're relying on that income. People can't just, I mean, at that point they're, they're messing with your income and that's not good. Yeah. That's, that's fucking shitty. Yeah. I think a lot of the time is because what we do is seen is seen as sort of craft where I suppose we're craftspeople. Um, and you know, some people who aren't may think, well, it's not a business. They do it because they love the craft. You know, they, they, they don't live. It's not a business. It's just they love doing it. And obviously, that's not the case. We've all got, you know, families to feed and all the rest of it. We're business, we're business people. We we do this for, for money as much as the love of doing it. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a weird one. This year, I've given away more, I've uh, given more refunds. And it's, it's because people have been having tough times i think we gave away sure i think we gave back uh two or three refunds on little th i mean little thing one was a big thing which was annoying but only because yeah. this guy was such a pain in the ass and he listened to the podcast and he asked for knife talk 10 for the discount and then he fucking <laughs> fine i understand times are tough it's i understand but it's like it is kind of the whole thing is a pain the business part of being in business sucks that's yeah. the worst part about this whole thing. It's fucking terrible. I I I have to make an admission that um I like personally when I buy knives, I like to pay up ahead. I always really want to get the money in people's hands. Cliff Dufton made me a beautiful hammer. And uh especially during uh COVID, when he was quarantined in his house because the place he was working at, this is in the summer, and I had said to him like I really love like a his version of a hoffy style hammer and he made it and then all of a sudden it was in the mail and um i wanted to pay him and i wanted to give him cash but i didn't trust the mail i thought i was gonna see him i never get to see him i i didn't stiff him i finally just like fuck it i'm just put some money in a in a in an in a envelope with a sweatshirt and sent it to him i felt terrible i felt he wasn't he wasn't he had forgotten about it but it bothered me that I hadn't paid him for so long, but I was worried about the post office that I wasn't going to see him. We were in quarantine and it just, it bothered me oh. that I wasn't able to kind of get him quickly and it, everything's fine. And I got it to him and stuff like that. But I, I have a problem with the concept of the idea of stiffing someone who's working with their hands. I have a real problem yeah. with that. It's just like, it's gross. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm sort of changing the way that I'm working this year a bit. So Whereas before I do like pre-orders of a model, so people would pay, um, I'd then work through a big batch of them, ship them and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, two problems with that is one is people are paying, then they're waiting a long time for the knife. Right. Um, and the second one is sort of psychological for me, you know, you finish the work and there's no payoff at the end of it. It's like, you know, you got paid, you know, a long time ago. Um, so the way I'm doing things now is I'm starting a new batch now, which will be probably February being released, I think, um, of Chef Knives. Um, I'm literally going to make the whole batch. They'll be completed um, and people will buy them as stock knives and they're ready to ready to ship that day, you know. Um, so that negates both of that. It negates, you know, people paying and then having to wait months for a knife. Um, and also for me, that, that, that payoff at the end, it comes, you know. People have just bought a knife. Right. Woohoo! You know, back back to the old-fashioned way of doing things, I suppose. Um, 
but yeah, it's 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 a weird one because, and I think particularly for people maybe like like Morocco, where people want to, you know they're very keen to be on that list, you know, even though they may be you know waiting years down the line. Um, it's it's got to be difficult, you know. Do you take the money? Do you not take the money? Do you wait to take the money at the end? It's it's I don't know. It's it's just very sort of murky waters. I think well, we're heading toward that direction too. I'm just like cutting through the all old orders and i'm just we're going to get to the point where we do it we make them and sell them because it's just it's i agree with you mm. yeah who's next um cmc forge um beef uh leaving your good file on the table and then mig welding near it the spatter instantly welds to the teeth and destroys it i have done that oh, shit i have done that <laughs> that's yeah, annoying never done it i have done that Nothing to say. No jokes here. No jokes here. This next one is from Dunn Blade Work. Uh, he says, just had a guy uh, get his knife delivered. He called me up, told me it was beautiful, loves the packaging, etc. Then says he was putting it back in the packaging and the tip broke off at the end. Of- <laughs> and the end of it bent. Asks, if, uh, asks is it very is it a very delicate knife? Uh, has this happened before? I said it hasn't happened in five years. I've been making, uh, sorry, it hasn't happened in the five years I've been making knives. I offered to fix it in res- and his response. Oh, God, I'm sorry. I'm struggling with reading. I'm sorry. I, I offered to fix it. And in response, he asked me for a refund. <clears throat> so the knife, the knife's perfect. Uh, he's clearly dropped it in panic and tried to re- remedy his own stupidity by retrieving his money from my pocket. I'm literally speechless. People never cease to disappoint. He later sent me a video, and the damage is consistent with being dropped from a height. Lying is a pandemic that people aren't taking that aren't people aren't talking about. <laughs> Oh, yes. Um, I've had something similar where um, it was actually a friend of my brother's um, back in the UK. And he was like, oh, man, I love your knives. Love your knives. Um, could I have one? And, we, we, you know, we arranged the deal and, and he had this knife. And it, and it was it was a lovely knife. There was nothing wrong with it. Um, next time I was back in the UK, a couple of months later, um, I saw him um, and he said, oh, I said, how's the knife going? Lovely. He said, he said, I've got a few little problems with it. I said, no problem. I said, I'll come over and have a look. What's What's the problem? So I went and basically he'd sharpened this thing on God no I think it was one of those plastic, oh. you know, with the two wheels and it's just like ragged edge. It was just terrible. And he's like, see, I, I don't think it's meant to be. I'm like, well, no, it's not meant to be like this. And it was, do you know when it's just awkward because, you know, he was a friend of my brother and I was, you know, you, you want to do right by them. But the end, you could see it was their issue. It was nothing that I'd done wrong. So this, this went on for a while, and I was just feeling a bit guilty. So I just, I just, I can give him a full refund. So I was back in France. I gave oh, him a full great. refund. I said, you know, oh, you're a good guy. You know, it's just one of those things. I said maybe I should have told you. You know, it's a fine edge compared to maybe the other ones that you're using. Gave him a full refund. And this was a couple of years ago, and I said just before Christmas. Now um, he popped up on my Instagram, and like he's still using this knife. He's, he's like he's preparing Christmas dinner with this knife and everything. I'm like, what the you have fuck? Full refund on this knife, you know? And I'm oh, like, shit. and you're still using it every day. And he like, took the refund. Blast. He took the refund. What an yeah. asshole! Shit bags. Shit bags everywhere. That is asshole yeah, time, yeah. man. He probably thought it maybe is. Craig won't see it. That's exactly what it is. 
And I'm like, and I've seen this knife, and, and people saying, oh, man, that's a cool knife. Where did you get it? And he's like, oh, yeah, I had a custom made for me. Oh, he's not meant to come up. He doesn't want me to be tagged because he, he knows I'll see it. Fuck. And I'm just like, you shit. You bag. asshole. What a <laughs> fucking asshole thing to do. Uh, people. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when you do that. You always, ah, oh, people. Fuck. <laughs> God damn it. That is an asshole move. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, have you ever had people, uh, in this case with with Dunblade Works, people dropping the knife, the tip breaking, and then them coming back to you saying, well, just putting it back in the packaging, man, why did it break? They clearly weren't putting it back in the packaging. Well, yeah, have, have you ever had that yourself? I've had it recently, and I had it about a year ago. I probably even mentioned it. The guy said, you know, something's wrong with the knife. And I said, well, did you, the wood is something's wrong. I said, did you put it in the dishwasher? And he says, I don't think I did. And I was like, come on, man. I don't think I, I don't did. think I did. Come on, he man. did. Come on, man. Yeah. Come on, man. I don't think I did. Don't do on that. I don't think I Jesus. did. <laughs> I was really annoyed. I said, send it back. I said, you send it back. I'll figure out what's the problem, and then I'll fix it 100%. Never heard from him again. But I was just like, are you sure you didn't put it in the dishwasher? And he goes, I don't. I really don't think I did. I'm pretty sure I don't think I did. It, it was always like, I don't think I did. And I was just like, oh, come on, man. Just send the fucking thing back and I'll fix it. And then he, nothing he, nothing ever happened. He never sent it. I'm still, you know, I gave my address, sent it right back. I'll take care of it. But just like, don't fucking footsie around with me. Hmm. Well, Mareko, anything like that for you? No. Unfortunately. <laughs> but I, I they're, all, read... they're all a bit scared, maybe, to say. <laughs> Yeah, well, and I, yeah, you know, I don't know. I mean, obviously, mi people misuse all kinds of stuff. Like, there are kids in India kicking fucking blue Mercedes or BMWs <laughs> into the fucking water. But, um, you know, I think, I think part of part of the benefit of the price point that where I'm selling my stuff is that people mm. are a little scared or mo maybe more cautious with them. And they're very careful about how they're handling or using or washing them and stuff. And so, um, yeah. but I remember when educated I, about it as well, they might be better educated. I, I try to do my, my due diligence of making sure they know everything. That's part of like the care sheet, not to put it in the dishwasher and uh, cutting on proper surfaces and all that kind of stuff and cutting on proper materials too. Um, yeah. It's just, I, I try to educate them, but I do dread the, I, I i guarantee you i'm gonna get one someday and uh i mean it's just like that person with the lemon juice i didn't know this was gonna happen it's like you'd tell me i fucking i talked to you about this <laughs> anyways um i had yeah. a, i had a guy whose kid Lucky. took one of my knives and then wanted to run jam it into a knife uh like a cutting board to be like a pirate or something like that and he broke the uh, tip off and he told me about it and i fixed it i didn't make a big thing about it but it was just like i'm glad at least he told me the fucking truth the other thing mm -hmm. is, is when I did the Epicurious video and Mareka was kind enough to let me borrow his Damascus uh, bread knife, I made a very important point that no one is to touch this fucking knife to the point where <laughs> I, ha I was like, only I'm going to be responsible. If something happens, it's going to be my fault. And a production assistant went to grab it. And I said, I'm going to tell you this with peace and love. If you drop this fucking knife, I am going to drop you. And that was the end. That might have been the end of the whole thing. That might be the reason why I don't get called back again. I was yeah, like, there's no part two. <laughs> yeah, there's no part two. No part two. But, you know, I, but uh, it was very much along the lines. I gave a very firm, a very firm response to any accidents will be, you know, prosecuted with just, you know, major, you know, whatever. Yeah. So. Uh. <laughs>
Um, talking about um, dishwashers and knives, um, update on the um, the knife that I'm working on at the moment, which is going to be the next run. Um, whereas um, I think last time I told you you'd been through the, the dishwasher about 60 times. It's now 80 plus times now, um, and it's still wow. looking good. So, yeah, so I'll, I'll share the reasons for that as well when when the knife is released. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm not saying you, sh- you should put your knives in the dishwasher because there's other reasons you should, not just the heat and the, and the water. There's obviously the rattling around with the, the edges on other knives, so you shouldn't. Um, but, you know, if once or twice by accident it does happen, it's not going to, you know, be the end of the world. Okay, the next one is from Tyler Wilkins, um, and he says, My hunting trip got cancelled because of COVID. So I'm in the shop during my vacation instead. I just had to stop grinding because the new podcast has me rolling. Um, GG's. God, I don't know what GG's means. Um, but yeah, that's not a beef, but it's just nice to hear good things about there the show. Go. Thank you very much, well, Tyler. His, can- his trip was cancelled. He was probably looking forward to. Ah, probably. That's probably a beef, yes. Yeah. Hmm. I've got a dilemma for you guys. Too. Love it. A dilemma. A oh, dilemma. Boy. Talking about trips being cancelled. Um, you can play the music. Shall yeah, come to some things that make you go. Hmm. <laughs> so, so we are, um, we've been COVID tested very regularly recently because we've been to the UK and back and we had to be tested either side both times. Um, but it's my birthday coming up and my wife, months and months, probably over a year ago now, booked a skiing holiday for us for my birthday. Now, it's in France. So it's a few hours from us from here. But the ski resorts apparently are going to be opening in January the 6th. So we're like, we're not going. It's, it's, it's you know, it's it's too risky it's, and it would be, you know, inappropriate of us to go. But the fact that the government are opening up, are allowing them rather to open, would you go? What would you do? Things that make you go, hmm. What do you think? What do you think? I I feel like if it's only a couple hours away, you probably won't have to go to the bathroom. You won't (laughs) have to stop anywhere on the drive. And then when you get there, ideally the room's ready. You don't have to interact with anybody and you guys can just be there by yourselves. And if you go skiing like that, I I feel like if they're going to be open, uh, at least here in the United States, you know, they've, made sure like if places are open that they're following pretty or at least at least here in washington like there are very specific guidelines that people are following uh to keep maintains uh you know proper distances and wear masks when uh when you can't maintain proper distances and you know all this extra stuff and extra precautions and so i don't know if if they're opening there must be they must have guidelines set in place to help protect hmm. the people who are going to be going don't don't count um, on you know ronnie the <laughs> ronnie the lift rider <laughs> you know, the, 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 the guy lift operator ain't your fucking part of the cdc man come on skiing you're wearing you're wearing masks yeah. all the time because it's freezing you're wearing gloves you've got no part of your skin exposed um but yeah I, it just feels wrong as if we shouldn't but you know it's it's like this whole thing with restaurants when restaurants were closed. It's like, well, you want to support them and you want to go, but it feels as if you shouldn't. And there's, you know, as you know, it's conflicting, man. I don't know what to do. Speaking as uh, now a true COVID orthodox zealot, I'm. We are like, we are like total like the branch Davidians of COVID over here. And <laughs> and uh, here's my suggestion: 
number one, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go, but, <laughs> but, the, but I know that some ski slopes are open and that is the case. If you can go and you're, you're like you said, you don't have, you've met, everyone's got masks on. There isn't a lot of interaction, especially when you're skiing. Um, I would think that skiing would be one of the safer things to do in regards to the transmission of COVID. Hmm. I am of the, the mindset of, if we can get this under control, we can get back to normal earlier. So that's I've been from day one. So I am I am on I am of the mind of of the things to do. It's probably safer than most. Should you do it? I mean, I wouldn't stay there. I would do you know I'd go do the skiing and drive back, and uh, you know cross your fingers. Hmm. Can you do me a favor? Go ahead. Can you just can you just message my wife and tell her to unpack all the stuff? We're not allowed to go anymore. You should. It's up to you, Jeff. It's up to it's, you. Should go. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm, joking. I'm, I am joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. At some point, at some point, we all have to get fucking back to work, and we all have to go back yeah. to our lives. But at the same time, it's like you have to weigh your options. I mean, I wouldn't yeah. be going to like a fucking kissing booth or something like that. But at the same time, it's like skiing <laughs> is probably a much. God damn, I love those kissing booths. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, but I mean, at the same time, it's like you know, where do, where do where do we stop and where do we start? Yeah, yeah. It's and I think we're gonna have we're gonna see a lo- over the coming months. Um, we're gonna have this whole division of people. People taking vaccines, people not taking the vaccines, people doing stuff, people not doing stuff, and. I just think people just need to, I don't know, respect other people's opinions maybe a bit more. And I don't know. It's going to, it's going to be a tough few months, I think. It's uh, going to not sure is. Get ready for January 20th. That's going to be a very big peak in the United States. Yes. Uh, I talk about the vaccine mm. in the latest episode of Full Blast Podcast. Yes. Well, uh-huh. well, my concern is like that's going to be when people are a peak of people testing positive. Right. But what about all of the exposure that, they had been spreading before that i think it's it's actually going to be like probably a couple weeks after that that it's going to be the biggest well it, they're Valentine's saying it because be of, shut the fuck down they're saying because of you know christmas and new year's it's usually a couple weeks right. after that so well, well we go let's go back to beefs because this is like you know i could go down this is <laughs> that like, is a beef <laughs> down, all right, right down. so yeah the biggest beef is COVID 19 go fuck yourself i mean geez. Right. Yeah, I so, think that's the big takeaway for this for this year's box. Um, the next one comes from Baltic Blades. This fucking shit. I hate it when the low weight belts go curly and fry on you. I have to be <laughs> I have to be a black belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu to get the sucker on my grinder. God damn it! If twenty twenty was a belt, <laughs> oh yeah, I know I know the feeling. Those J weight belts um, like to twist around, don't they? Those green two yeah. twenties—they're the worst. <laughs> you try to stick it around your wheels. Oh. Mm. Um, I wonder if that's due to um, the way that I'm storing them. So I've got them basically hanging off hooks and stuff. You know, um, I don't know. When they're brand new, they seem to be a bit easier to put onto a belt. But once you take off a belt and you try to put it back on, it just twists like fuck. It's a nightmare. And then maybe they'll crease over and then you try to put them on and then they'll have that little triangle creep, that little triangle uh, fold up on the side. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> yeah, I think the lighter weight belts, the best way to store them probably is actually curled up, not like twisted curled up, but kind of like coiled up how you get them in the packaging. Right. Um, just because, mm. yeah. 
Uh, and I think that's part of the reason that they're good when you first get them is because they haven't been hanging around. They've been coiled up in a pack, like in a box um, or whatever, on a shelf with several others. And so they're fine initially. But once you get down to that last one or, or last couple, they're twisting and curling like fucking crazy. Yeah, that must be moisture, there. right? They're taking on a little bit of moisture. I think it's just because Maybe. they're lightweight belts. You know, the X weight and the Y weight, they're so heavy. The backs are so heavy. The backing is so heavy that it that it's just holding its form way easier versus, I mean, we're talking about basically denim material on the back of those J-weight belts. Right. Um, it hmm. doesn't want to hold any form. Yeah. <laughs> What is what is your maneuver for that? So are you undoing the, the platen arm and pushing the platen back and stick it on? Or are you literally just pulling down your spring at the top or your, your gas strut or whatever it is and trying it that way? To get the belt on? Or to yeah. uncoil them? To put the belt on. A, co- a coiled up belt, which is all twisted and shit mm. all over the place. Yeah, my move is I hook it on... Like, I don't touch the machine at all i just hook it onto one of the wheels either the the idle wheel or the uh whatever the platen the tool arm is and then Mm -hmm. i just kind of carefully uncoil it with both hands so basically i use the machine as a third hand to hold it in place while i'm using my my two hands to help uncoil and spring it and then once i have it open then i hook onto my drive wheel around say i have the flat platen on so then around the platen wheels the idle wheels and then up to the spring wheel last and then spring and have that spring tension put on there you go that's a good one there we go yep okay nicholas tanner says my beef for the old beef review is single ply toilet paper (laughs) (laughs) what kind of sick bastard not only makes this but chooses to put this in their restroom not only is it fundamentally structurally flawed to the point of the high probability of giving myself an impromptu prostate (laughs) exam where my finger goes through it but also the fact that the surface of said paper is akin to Teflon and fails to fundamentally remove spoilage from my precious <laughs> derriere. People who stock single-ply toilet paper are the worst people in the world. It is definitely <laughs> it is definitely not optimal. It's not good. It's not <laughs> Did you have in school, it's a famous thing back in the UK, schools always used to have, especially when I was little, is that the toilet paper that was just like, it was like greaseproof paper. What? There's no absorption what? with it at all. It would literally just smear <laughs> shit everywhere. Oh, it like wax paper? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's <laughs> the fucking point. No. And schools used to have that, and it, it was just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. But yeah, you just you just basically smear shit all over your ass then. <laughs> Sweet. Pants back up and off you go. <laughs> I bet your mom loved doing your laundry. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Did I ever tell Jesus. you yeah, about uh, the bidet my dad had built? No, I, he had it built. He right, built custom it had a bidet put in for this reason. He was married to his okay. wife, last wife. And uh, I, when I was younger, I accidentally walked in on them while they were having sex. That Because I was oh. going to the bathroom, which was in his room. And that was, uh, it was awful. P.S. Oh, so the next day they said that they were going to build a new bathroom. And I was, I don't was, and then I didn't get along with my stepmother. It's, you know, whatever. They built a bidet in this bathroom that was supposed to be my bathroom. And for years, I just thought it was a urinal. I thought, this is <laughs> this is so fucking thoughtful that they, they would put a urinal in here for me. So I was just peeing in it 
all the time. I mean, it's great. It's got a fucking, I mean, what else is it? It's a fucking urinal. And then one day she came up to me. She goes, have you been peeing in the bidet? I'm like, that's a what? I'm like, I've been peeing in the urinal. <laughs> oh man, it was bad. But I did enjoy it. I never used the urinal to wipe my butt out. And I would imagine that it is a good way to prevent having to use wax paper. But <laughs> yeah, it's a oh good urinal. All right. Who's taking the next? Uh, Running Man Forge. Do it. That's the one. Yeah, yeah he says, uh, I hate it when people jump into my DMs and ask if I can melt down some family heirloom and make a knife from it. <laughs> we knife makers don't melt steel. At least the majority don't. Yeah. You know who does is uh, Emiliano uh, Carrillo. He'll melt. Yeah. He'll melt. All, he'll melt down whatever you want. <laughs> He's doing yeah. that all of the, all the time. Yeah, there are a few who are doing it and doing it well. Um, but yeah, for the most part, <laughs> and, and most often the metal, I've had people bring metal. I think I said this the other day. Somebody brought like a sprinkler head that was their <laughs> grandfather's. And sentimental value. The sentimental sprinkler, exactly. Down. That's what my first thought was. But I like the guy was so serious and I was. But my thought was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> the sprinkler head. Okay, anyways. So he thought I could try to melt it down or use it. And I was like, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> that's not going to work. That doesn't that doesn't work for anything. Sorry. Uh, he was bummed. He was bummed? Yeah. He was bummed. Yeah, he was so serious. <laughs> there was something special about that sprinkler head. Maybe he used it as a bidet. Maybe. Possibly. Possibly. I would be bummed out Homemade too. Homemade bidet. <laughs> um next one but people using using cheap materials and wanting good results and that's what we don't do when it comes to sandpaper we use the best sandpaper there is and it's from indasa and it's rhino wet um comes in lovely sheets and they've got lots of different grits it just saves you time for saving you time it's saving you money um, and we can save you a bit more money too if you go to texasfarriersupply.com they sell Rhino Wet as well as a bunch of other stuff for knife makers. But if you use Knife Talk 10, you'll get ten percent off the order. So you're going to get a discount on your Rhino Wet and anything else that you need as a knife maker. So go take a look, TexasFarrowSupply.com. All right, hell yeah. <laughs> the hell next yeah. one comes from <laughs> Drew Riley. For the all beef review, my beef is the lack of personal space when shopping in public. This goes back well before six foot pandemic rules. I can uh, I can be shopping in any store at any time of the day, and it seems like somebody is always trying to crawl up my ass. It doesn't matter if it's twenty thousand square feet uh, shopping center. If I stop to look for any item on the shelf for more than ten seconds, there's going to be four people behind me looking for their exact same thing, or reaching past me to grab something else. Then they want to act like then I'm in their way. God forbid they even say excuse me or wait till uh, wait until I move on. Did any everybody else on the planet suddenly run out of toothpaste at the exact same time I did? Excuse the shit out of me for taking ten extra seconds to decide if I want whiter teeth or minty fresh breath. Was Colgate having a giveaway? I don't know about what the fuck. <laughs> Drew, Drew Riley. I think that was fresh in. I think he, he literally jumped out the store into his car and pulled out his phone and sent that Drew, beef. That seemed fresh in his Drew memory. Drew Riley is an excellent writer. He actually won the Isotunes headphones from the Full Blast podcast. He's ah. a very, very. He's a very, very expressive writer. I enjoy. I enjoy the things that he writes. But uh, I tell you what, I am fucking sick to death of going to the supermarket. That is like my job now. 
I am fucking tired of going to the supermarket because people do not, they refuse to follow the fucking arrows. And one guy said to me, mm. well, it's not like COVID follows the arrows either. It's like, fucking oh, dude. Jesus I mean, I'm just like, I don't want to be here, but why, why are you taking out? You don't like it on, on, on everybody. Just, just fucking go on the, follow the arrows for Christ's sakes. It's not a big deal. All right, so the guy's got the same fucking brain capacity as a virus. No, they, they all <laughs> yeah. make jokes. They all make jokes. He's like, yeah, like uh, the COVID can read. Huh? It's like, get the fuck out of here. Just. And I had another guy. The I had to go to the hardware <laughs> store. Listen to this. He, we, I was waiting in line. This guy pulls his mask down. He licks his lips to grab one of the business cards. You know, licks his tongue, you know, if your fingers aren't, you know what I'm talking about? And he puts his mask back yeah, on. Yeah. I'm like, you're the dumbest motherfucker there is. I swear to God. <laughs> you're brain dead. Oh. People. People. Taylor Walker says, how about beefs? Um, gosh, I have a beef. Who ruined the damn gas can? Um, some politician, I assume. All these no-spill spouts are garbage. I just spilled K1 all over my shop floor. What happened to the good old spout? I I don't understand a word that he's I will there. explain because I agree with him. And he says then, do they have proper spouts over in Craigsland? Um, thanks, y'all. <laughs> Love y'all. Um, first up, gas. Um, do you mean gas as in the, like the gas in the air? No, the, like or... if you buy uh, Petrol. gasoline, you can get those. Gasoline. You can get okay. little uh, plastic jugs and the, the bread usually or blue. And then you, they have spouts, but they started to make these spouts with like, there's a latch. I mean, in start, they've been, you know, they've been around for a while, but there's like a latch and you have to pull the latch and then there's a stopping. So it's, you know, you're, you're in store and then pour and, and they're plastic and they, they're just, they suck. They really do suck. And it, it is, they are very annoying. I understand. K1. What's K1? I think it's kerosene, isn't it? Yeah. I think oh, right. It's a type of gas. Okay. It's a type of gas. Uh -huh. Yeah, I yeah, I, I haven't a clue what you're on about there, Taylor, but uh, I'm sure it's wound you up good and proper. <laughs> I fucking love this episode. All right. JVB Knives. You got I, it. I think they, they did one earlier. Um yeah, I've got it. Um here's a beef for you, bastards. I absolutely hate it when someone calls me buddy. Especially if I don't know you and you don't know me. Buzz off, I'm not your buddy. Okay, pal. You know what? I, you put that up. There. You put that in the DMs, and all right, I I got you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, buddy. Mm, fine. I, I, yeah. The worst is when um, older people call you son. <laughs> like I'm not your son, and they're just trying to like impart some sort of power over you. Okay, son, calm down. It's like whoa, 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 whoa. Go yeah. ahead and call an officer, buddy. Shit changes real quick, <laughs> real quick. Hey, buddy, I had, do you know where this? I'm not, but I was with a friend of mine. He he was like looking for directions, and he said, "Hey, buddy, I got a question for you." And the guy fucking lit his ass up, and we walked away. <laughs> my friend's eyes were open. He was like, "I thought he was gonna arrest me." I'm like, "Don't fucking call officer, buddy. He ain't gonna like it. Don't call him, buddy. Jeez. They don't like it at uh, all, pal, buddy. Don't fucking do it or do it. See what happens. Learn learn a lesson." <laughs> Report back next yeah, week. Report Thank back you. next week. Uh, Who's taking Graham Langley's? 
I'll take it. I'll read it. Um, oh, boy. I didn't realize it was this long. All right. My job is vaguely related to the medical field. One of the jobs is fit testing people for masks, which involves being in close contact with unmasked persons. Today, I had someone come in for an appointment and they lied, deliberately admitting the fact that they were waiting a, on a COVID result during the pre-screening. An hour after they left their supervisor, pardon me, an hour after they left, their supervisor passed the news to me that the employee just recently received a positive test result, meaning that me and my staff have now been exposed. Because this shit dick fucking retard... Sorry, I mean, he wrote it. He's mad. I don't get to fly home next week, meaning that I'm missing my best friend's wedding as the best man. I don't get to see my family and my aging parents will be alone for the holidays. On a lighter note, thank you for spending as much time as you do on all the various podcasts you're on. All three of you inspire me in different ways. And I'm always thrilled to see another two-hour episode of Dick Jokes and Rambling Pop-Ups on sa- <laughs> Rambling Pop-Up on Spotify. I wish all of you and your families the best year. Uh, thanks for always. Uh, thanks for helping the rest of us through it. And I just just asking for a friend. What kind of wood is that? What kind of wood is it that makes your nuts swell up? Cheers. It's not your nuts. Our friend Tom Moss told us he used Coca Bolo and it made him have a swollen wiener. So Coca Bolo gives you the swollen wiener. Coca Bolo give you the oh oh no no. There you go. Yeah, for some people, I guess. All right, this next one is from Tech Seven One Seven. I got a beef with a with podcast advertis- advertisers <laughs> who put their commercials in at twice the volume of the podcast itself. One second, I'm listening to the sweet sound of Jeff J with a J. It's okay, apparently. don't worry about it. Jeff <laughs> Jeff Fader telling his string of dick jokes. Then out of nowhere, do you know what you need this holiday season? Uh, I know you guys. Don't control them, so my beef isn't with you. It's with advertisers who think people will only buy their product after their eardrums have been blasted from their skulls. I see. We sort of do control them, to be honest with you. (laughs) Um, We we say where the ads are going to be. Yeah, uh, but we we don't know what the content of the ad is going to be. We we have no idea. They're sort of put in dynamically, so the ad will be related to you, the listener. So whatever you're into, um, so yeah, we have no uh, control over the content of the of the ad. But we do have control on where it's going to go, like right here, right, Craig? There you, go, we'll there you go, baby. There you go. I'm doing it on my podcast now too because I got a couple of. Here's the best. Craig is the greatest. He, when he runs, he, when he runs, he does all the 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 stuff for the Makery Network. And when somebody starts talking about advertisement, and like Chris Zepp got it the best, where he was talking about how bad the ads are and uh, YouTube ads, and they were talking about ads, and he goes at the end, he goes, "Well, what are you going to do?" And that's where Craig put in the fucking ad. It was fucking the best. <laughs> and then I had on with I had on Alec. He did the same thing. So now I'm actually gonna I'm starting to like. On my last episode, I, I said, all right, Craig, now's your chance to throw one on. So I'm going to start to kind of like, and I'll, I'll write the times down so it's not a big thing. Yeah. But what we need to be careful is um, it depends whether anybody's bought that ad spot. Um, so quite often there won't be an ad being played and you just look like a bit of a bell end. Um, <laughs> that's, that's, quite bell end. that's quite funny. That's quite funny. I could take it. I could take it. a bell end. Is that a wiener? <laughs> It is. It's it's specifically the tip. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, 
Nate Turner Blacksmith. Um, so a while back, this raging asshat DMs me asking what I would charge for a custom knife with a fuckload of useless tactical features. Imagine a gas station knife uh, level stupidity. So I tell him price and he flips out and says I charge way too much and I don't hear from him for a while, which is fucking dandy to me, he says. Well, two weeks ago, the DM he DMs me again. This time he wants to know how much I charge to refinish a knife that he got made from another maker because he doesn't want said maker to know he fucked it up. So I told him to kick rocks, took a note from Morocco and blocked him. Just wondering what the fuck is wrong with some of these people. Anyway, thanks for the show. And I hope you all have a outstanding New Year. There you go. That's funny. Keep yeah. Going. So this guy wanted all singing, all dancing, tacked a cool knife, which, which yeah, I've never heard of before. Sounds sounds cool. Um, he said no. I've got it done elsewhere. A really bad job. Then he, he asked him to fix it. And this is, again, people. Crazy <laughs> people. Out there. I love people. People. It's like, it's like Rick, um, Jerry Seinfeld. People. What's wrong with these people? I love it. <laughs> another one comes from running man forge here's another beef i hate seeing posts by makers that share a screenshot of some random random dude liking all this stuff in a row <laughs> this practice <laughs> this practice needs to be eradicated from the knife community it's not good for your profile people it's the worst. It's the worst. People th- people thanking them for liking stuff yeah. as well, commenting. Thank you for the like. Thank you for the like. Oh, yeah. thank you for following me. It, oh, it's the I worst. just had a dude like a fucking ton, ton of shit for me. And then after he hmm. slipped in my DMs, he says, what, you don't like that I liked all your stuff? <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, I mean, what going? Going? come on, man. Yeah. I've had people do that too, and I know exactly what they're doing. And if you look uh, at my feed through all of those likes, you'll see that I do not post the picture, the screenshot of somebody liking a bunch of shit. Hmm. It's just it's a weird one. It's a weird exchange. Weird. It's like a weird tit for tat thing that I think it stems from like the early days of Twitter's like you follow me, I'll follow you back kind of shit. And it's like, mm, mm-hmm. sorry. That's not that's yeah. not how this works. That's funny. Oh, here's a good one. War Flea Customs. My beef is people bitching about knife designs being stolen. <laughs> sure, there are certain material combinations that can be described as your style or specifically engineered knife that folds a certain way, but it's pure I don't hubris. know. Hubris. Hubris. Yeah. You can explain what that means in a minute. Um, to try and claim a blade shape as your own creation. We all stand on the shoulders of giants, and there is only a finite amount of shapes for a blade. Show me performance and attention to detail in your product. I'm not impressed by the ability to draw a picture of a knife. Hubris describes. All, hubris. hubris describes. I'm not. I'm reading this. I'm not pretending like I. I know exactly what it means. Hubris <laughs> uh, describes a personality quality or extreme uh, or foolish pride or dangerous confidence, often in combination with arrogance. All right. Well, ah, okay. That okay, that makes That's sense. Fine. Yeah. So, yeah, this whole thing about knife designs being stolen. Um, we talk about this a lot. There's only so many ways you can make a sharp, pointy thing. Um, but some makers are known for, you know, a certain, certain little, little flourish somewhere or, or something. And sometimes you see that blatantly being, you know, uh-huh. ripped off, really, sometimes. Um, but yeah. What can you well, do? I mean, you can bitch. <laughs> I mean, that's the whole. He doesn't like the bitching. We can bitch. We're allowed to bitch about it. We bitch about it. Yeah. I mean, you don't like a drawing? Fine. 
Yeah. You know, but I mean, trust me, I've had conversations with people that started from DMs, went into telephone calls. How do you do this? How do you do this? Why do you do this? Why do you do this? How do you do this? Why do you do this? Then a few weeks later, look at the knife I designed. And it's like mm. everything we talked about. And it's like, it is, it is annoying. You know, it's annoying. Yeah. But at the same time, you're right. You know, get over it. But not today. Yeah. This is the all beef review. We're going to be bitching. So, mm. <laughs> be right. Today. I'll read the next one uh, from James Fleming. If you guys look down the list and maybe pick one or two each, um, because we're coming up to two yeah. hours. Um, and we can save some as a, as a roll-off for right. future episodes. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll start with this one. You look down the list, pick two more, and we'll go from there. This one is from James Fleming. Um, he says, Beef, when people hit you up to get a knife, ask uh, about what you have available. You then tell them that you have a knife drop on a certain date and time, but you never hear from them again. Yeah, I mean, I mean, sometimes people are just they're just shopping. They just they just want to get a knife, and um, if you haven't got one available, they'll go elsewhere. You know, not everybody is necessarily looking for your specific knife, um, and it's just something that you need to get over. I'm afraid, but yeah, it 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 is frustrating, especially when they're, you know, they seem to be really interested in 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 you and your blade. But then people are fickle. People are fickle. If they can get a deal elsewhere. Quite often they will. The way it is, I had a guy who sent me a dm saying do you have paperwork on the pappy van winkle wood you're using paperwork <laughs> i said paperwork. paperwork i said i have a letter <laughs> i have a photo i have a letter of thanks from julian van winkle but i don't have like i mean we didn't go through the fucking mint to get like so you know I, it was i'm like no Special how are you gonna, he, because he, how do i know if it's pappy van winkle i'm like are you gonna have to trust me i'm like i don't lie and i got it from pappy van winkle and they gave me some and i used it and that's it and this is i'm yeah. not I'm not in the in the business of of you know, and then he asked me a lot, all these other questions, very curt. What's the price point in this? And what's the and I never heard from him again. It was like, ay ay ay. Our beef is basically with people. people. <laughs> let, us, let us do our thing. Leave us alone. <laughs> what's with these people? Love it. I love it. Every year you always do people. Every year you always say people. <laughs> who have you got? Who have well, you got, you got next? To do the next one, Jason Knight. I mean, one of the great guests we've had, uh, unbelievable knife maker. I, I, he might have been drunk when he wrote this, but but fine. <laughs> I think we've had a few DMs from him drunken. They seem to be Saturday nights. You can imagine. You can imagine. Oh yeah, it, Will yeah. Morrison too. I mean, he is blitzed when he sends us messages. Yeah, <laughs> off his fucking rocker. Um, when I look at the DMs, I always look at the, how they're written if they're in a different language. And then I go back and I see them again and I see they're actually in just English. <laughs> yeah. He's, <drunk. laughs> he's the man. He's such a good dude. All right. This next one is from Brian Hooten. He says, okay, I got a beef, but I kind of already re resolved it. So my boss and coworker like to break my balls and are always calling my knives butter knives. This is all, uh, all in good fun, but I got jokes too. So the, uh, so for Christmas, I found two nice Sheffield English, uh, Sheffield England butter knives to gift them. I did decide to add a little personal touch though, uh, though use using Craig's, um favorite brother's printer i don't know what that means uh or that's how i see the brother's printer sorry yes uh, yeah so you can etch stuff yeah 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 on the back side of the blade i etched go fuck yourself merry christmas <laughs> um 
I have to say it was a perfect success. That was he sent pictures Brilliant. of two butter knives and he etched "Go fuck yourself, Merry Christmas." That is a, a fucking awesome fucking thing to do. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, I I would be remiss if we didn't read one last one from uh from um Ben Snoor because he does the beef, you know our beef. At- we got beef. <laughs> this is comes from genuine cows. This comes from genuine Ben Snoor. All beef review. Turduckins. It's just there. You know what a turduckin is? All right. No. <laughs> turduckin <laughs> is this fucking nonsense uh, New Orleans thing where they take a turkey and they bone it out and they stuff it with a chicken that's boned out and then they stuff it with a duck uh, and then the yeah. quail and then the fucking you know to a shrimp or something. <laughs> so this, yeah. So they don't try it's it a out fucking mess. This is like yeah. a total yeah. abomination. Um, so he said, Turduckins, it's right there in the name, turd. Who thinks when planning Christmas dinner, I'll bet everyone would love a turducken because it's got something for everyone. And then top it off, a crayfish jambalaya flavored turducken. Really? What the fuck? Who wants that? Who even thinks about that? Uh, it's had to have been a drunk bastard who first thought about it. I'm going to get this chicken and shove it into a duck. Then I'm going to shove that duck into a turkey, and I'm going to add some pizzazz. I'm going to flavor it all, all this poultry like seafood. It's Christmas, and in theory, it's spent with loved ones. For the love of baby Jesus, feed them beef. Here you go, Ben Snoor. You know, he was sending me pictures. He's like, we're supposed to go to my brother-in-law's, and he's serving turducken, and I don't think I'm uh, happy oh, about it. <laughs> he was, he's like, I mean, not, I'm not happy about it, Jeff. I'm like, all right, well. That's when you bring your own steaks. It's a good <laughs> Make dude. sure he has the grill ready. He is a good dude. He's yeah. a good dude. Uh, what while we're talking about food, how was your Christmas? For me, Christmas is all about food. What what was your high, what was your dish of Christmas this year? Go ahead. Who's gonna go? Go ahead. I'll go. Okay. Uh we just did our Roman style dinner. We had a selection of like was it like five different kinds of cheeses and crackers and fruits and olives and stuffed olives and and meats and and champagne and nice just finger foods it's delicious yeah it loves it it's super easy the kid especially loves it and uh yeah we're all happy with that one very nice Jeff, what what was the the meal of oh, the season dude, for you? From Christmas to New Year's, actually, it's like New Year's for us. The day after New Year's, we do all these. We have our own little superstitions, and we made mm. uh, black eyed peas that were really good, collard greens. That's for like good luck and stuff like that, and money and all that. And then uh, we had oysters, and um, I actually did something. We had some extra oysters, and I did this thing that was fucking awesome. It's I'm trying this tonight. Dude, we've got oysters left over, and I, I saw them on your Instagram. And um, we've got we're going to do. I'll tell it you exactly what to do. There's a restaurant in New Orleans called Drago's, and my wife uh, was at a uh, conference down there, and she invited us. And in, in Lila and I came down with her, and it, we do that every so often. If she has a conference in a, in a fun place, and then we'll you know cruise around. Mm-hmm. And I get friends down there, stuff like that. And there's a place called Drago's, and the hotel we were at is next to Drago's. And what they're known for is char-broiled oysters. And what they do is they shuck the oysters, and then they put butter and garlic in the shell, and then shove them on a grill. And then they throw a little, you know, Pecorino Romano cheese, and then you wolf it down, and it's unbelievable. I mean, it's incredible. So Mm. I did that. 
uh, and that was about as good as it's going to get. And it was unbelievable. And then I, you know, under the broiler, uh, two minutes, maybe two or three minutes, maybe five minutes tops. And then, um, you just basically make, you know, you can make the, uh, garlic butter by just taking some garlic and, um, mashing it up, putting it in, a, uh, the butter in the microwave. And then yeah. we just spooned it over and then right into the broiler. The key is, is you want to like, you want to make sure that they don't spill over. So I made these aluminum foil rings to make sure that nothing spilled, you know, because always you're going to sit sit nice. So all that juice is still in there. Yeah, Yeah. and then pull them out, throw a little cheese on top, fire back in, and it's it is a good one. It is French. My Mm -hmm. my kid was like, "This is unbelievable." I'm like, "Yeah, that's what they do in France. That's how they get you to eat snails. They just you know shove all that stuff." I've never seen oysters done that way before. Um, I don't think it's a French thing. because oysters are huge. New Year here, everybody yeah. eats oysters. That's why we've got so many here in the house. They're just so cheap. They're everywhere. Um, but I did have a tip for um, oysters that I saw this year, and it's changed things for me. So um, Nick Brill, um, who owns a few restaurants, and he's one of Toma's customers, yeah. Toma uh, Florentine Kitchen Knives. Um, and he always posts like really interesting stuff, and he did this uh, this live, and he's shown how to prepare oysters properly. Um, and you know, I always, I'm always rough at doing oysters. I just rip them open. And I try to get rid of the grit and, you know, stick them down my mouth. And so I watch this and, and the way he did it was, so he'd crack the, um, the hinge of the oyster, but then he'd just leave it. He'd set it aside for like a minute or so. Um, and what, what happens then is that muscle that, that keeps the oyster closed, um, just relaxes. So then a minute or so later, you just pick it up and you can literally just open the oyster with your hands. You can just oh, wow. open it like mm. a book. It's super, super easy um, rather than, you know, struggling with it and then having to cut that muscle and all that. Sure. It's just super, super easy. So that changed everything. So we've been eating so many oysters. Mm, right. I've been farting like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> it's been incredible. Is that, I didn't know that. I thought oysters were supposed to get your dick hard. I didn't realize this made you fart. Yeah. Well, they say it's for, for uh, romance, don't they? But um, I think they, I think they got romance and um aromatic mixed up i I, uh, yeah i think they have problems reading it It, they make you aromatic not romantic i'm telling Uh, you yeah oysters oysters are uh, charbroiled oysters about as good as it gets yeah are you shooting those oysters straight down craig or are you doing like a mignonet no it's just just lemon basically that's Mm. the way i like it um and with something sharp like like a champagne or something like that um and and it's lovely i i know some people use like chilies and all sorts. I, I like to keep it quite simple. But yeah, I'm I'm excited to try this tonight with oh, the garlic dude, butter. It and, is a, and, and, is a banger. It is a total banger. And uh nice. Uh what else? We made some I mean great food. I had we 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 ate like pigs and it was a lot of fun. I loved it. Yeah. Nice. We had a really disappointing Christmas dinner. It was oh I look forward to it every year and it's always my thing. I always do the, the cooking on Christmas Day. Um but we were at my sister's this year. Um, so between my sister, my wife and I, we decided we'd split the dishes. So we all had our own responsibilities and, um, the roast roasted potatoes that they're like, I'm a massive fan of like a good roast potato. My sister was like, I'm going to do them this year. And I'm like, Oh no, Oh no. And, um, I could, I could see things were wrong when she started the day before with the potatoes and like, this isn't going to go, this isn't going to go well. And, um, it was just the worst Christmas dinner we've ever had. And it was that thing where the next day, um, you know, you reheat like you know the leftovers the next day, and it was far, far better. But yeah, it was really disappointing Christmas dinner. But you know, did you next break year, her, we did you break her? Did you break that. her chops? <sighs> sort of. We're we're, we're very we're very uh, 
competitive yeah. in my family when it comes, especially when it comes to cooking and stuff. So yeah, we we, we didn't let it slide. Definitely not. But uh, my, yeah, onwards and upwards. My dad was a really good cook. In one year, he made this. He made this. Um, this stuffing for Thanksgiving that was fucking horrible. It was hard. It was like it was almost like it was like nuts in there or something. It was terrible. Dry is terrible. So we're sitting down mm-hmm. eating, and I just got out of culinary school. So I was like, I was like, you can't. I can fucking say some shit now. I got like a like a, I'm like flashing the badge, like a police officer flashing a badge. Like, I can say some <laughs> shit now. And he says to me, "What do you think of the What do you think of the stuffing?" And I said, "I feel like you might have taken too many uh, shovelfuls of gravel from the driveway for this one." <laughs> fucking didn't talk to me for a long time he was pissed. Like, what did you do get you know shovel pulls of gravel for this bullshit what are you doing stop fucking around uh, so you you walk in on him boning his wife and the next day you tell him he's terrible that's terrible <laughs> you're not gonna get much better than that ladies and germs yeah. fucking good one next dude. year you're having a beating <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking good one dude <laughs> that's a show i i think next we did we didn't touch on our hopes and dreams for the year which we do every year so we'll do that next next week we'll just have a little segment next week where we'll talk about what our plans are for the year and we'll try and put some structure into um what we're going to be doing um but that's it that's the end of season three of the all beef uh. review Thank you all so much for sending in. We've got loads more. So we'll pepper the next few episodes with a few of these as well. We've got, we got pages and pages and Great. pages of these things. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you all for listening. Um, I hope you have a better 2021 than uh, 2020 gave you. Um, I don't think, I think a lot of people just thought, you know, as soon as midnight hits, that's it. That's all the bad news gone with them. But 2021 is going to be perfect. Obviously, it doesn't happen. You don't get a hard reset every year. It doesn't happen that way. But I think we can see good things happening. And there's, you know, over the horizon, there's good things happening. So keep at it. And I'm sure we're going to have a good year. Bye for now. If you like this show, take a look at our other shows made for makers just like you at www.makery.network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.